Welcome back to The Sweet Tea. I'm your host, Amanda. And this is your host, Nat. And we're coming at you with part two of the Q&A, and we're so excited. Literally one of my favorites that we've done. I know. Last episode, I had so many compliments. I don't know if anybody, like, came up to you and said anything about it, but I feel like people really liked the questions. Yeah, I had I loved them. A lot of my clients were like... Next time that y'all do that, I want to put in a question. And I'm like, okay, well, keep it clean. Because right. my clients are like, mm-hmm. they love to pick on me or whatever. You know, but, I'm an open book, though. Like, literally ask me anything. Oh, heck. You know I am. <laughs> like, I have fun with stuff like that. But at the same time. Like, don't get me started yeah. on anything that I'm going to derail the yeah. podcast. But. Yeah, don't do that. Because but I have a good time. we're also in charge of the editing, so. Ask me anything. Right. And we'll make it sound good. I love it. I love being on the spot like that. Right. So you want to do the first one? Well, sure. Go for it. Okay. Let me look at my list. What are, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I got a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. So this is my lifelong pet peeve. And my mom used to get on to me for it when I was little uh-huh. because she would be like, why are you getting mad at somebody for this? Right. And I'd be like, I don't know, but I can't take it. What? When this is going to sound so petty of me. It can't sound any worse than you picking your toenails. So, well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so tell us. When somebody overeats. Okay. That's kind of annoying. But why, why do I even pay attention like to that? Like ravenous, just like, like stuff you, in their face. I know without a doubt that you didn't need eight tacos. I know your body is not designed to inhale eight tacos the way you just did. That, like, it grosses me out to makes me want to punch somebody in the face. I'm not kidding. Wow. Like, okay, for instance. Just the constant, like, overeating. Yes, my sister. Okay. She's going to hate me for this. Okay. <laughs> like, when we were younger... She would always, like, we would go on, like, the houseboat or something with Mm -hmm. our family. She would, like, engulge all of our snacks. And I'd be like, bro. Yeah. Like, what the is wrong with you? Like, no consideration for anybody else wanting a snack. Yeah, and it's not even that I'm really a hungry person. But it's like, why did did you just go eat all of that? You did not need all of it. Yeah. And then I have a little cousin. He knows that it gets on my nerves. And he does it sometimes just to, like, irk me. One time it was my mom's birthday party, and her favorite dessert is key lime pie. Mm-hmm. He, I'm not kidding you. Like, there's no way he didn't go home and, like, throw his guts up. We had steak and key lime pie. Mm-hmm. He ate three steaks. Now, who yeah. on God's green earth can fit three steaks inside of them? Right. And then... Went to the key lime pie, which is a normal size pie. Mm-hmm. Cut it in half and ate one whole <gasps> half. I was livid. Like, I, my mama made me go home because I, <laughs> I was ready to fight him. Yeah. And it's not even that I wanted the key lime pie. It's a simple fact of you didn't need all of that. Yeah. So I get, like, irately mad when somebody overeats. And, and if they eat, like, sloppy. Like, right. That's just gross. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. Like, there's sometimes we might be eating with people, and I just have to completely, like, Nat, don't lose it. You were out in public. Like, seriously, it bothers me that they're bad. just shoveling it in? Yeah. Ew. I can't take it. It makes me sick. Oh, now that you say that, that is really gross. 
Yeah, but I don't know why I noticed that about people. I've always been, like, seriously, my sister used to do it growing up, and I was young, mm-hmm. and I would pay attention to it. My mom would be like, leave it alone. If she wants to eat, she wants to eat. And I'm like, she don't need to. <laughs> she don't need all of that food. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be, like, extra cautious now when I go to the next restaurant. We're not killing this um, this box of chips. Oh my this God. little basket of chips and queso. I'm so petty I'm for it. Like, that's why I laugh because I know it's petty of me, but I can't help it. All right, so I've got a question for you. Okay. I'm looking at the list. Um, I really can't read your writing, to be honest with you. Oh, um, <laughs> I wrote them really fast. I'm so sorry. Okay, who is the most influential person in your life? Um... What a great question. Probably at this point right now, my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're understanding her now? mm Mm-hmm. The more I grow up, adult Amanda sees what all she done. Same. And how hard she worked. Um, The things that she sacrificed. I don't know. Like, it's just a whole different perspective now. And it's a whole different love for her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she truly, like, I don't even understand the love yet, mm-hmm. but um, just watching her walk through all the things and to constantly still be um, super positive and just a really good time when it would be really easy for her not to be. Yeah, she has every reason She has every to be reason sad. to be sad, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. And she's always there for me and Molly and makes things super special. And One of my favorite Especially things. this weekend. Like, she was just so, not that a mom isn't going to be sweet at a wedding, but... It just made me think about my wedding and I don't know, just so how, just how much of a good mom that she was to us and still is. One of my favorite things about your mom is growing up, every time I would come over, she would make like the biggest home cooked meal Mm -hmm. and like she always associated her meals with me and it was like always so personal for me. Yeah. She makes everything personal for someone. And so like, even if I see her to this day, Mm -hmm. if I see her out at walmart and she'd be like you want to come over and i'll make you some macaroni and cheese yeah like she remembered what you liked oh my god like she was literally one of the best like you know you always have friends houses that you go over to and their parents are always sweet but like your mom always made it so like you said personal and just Mm -hmm. you're so invited yes and i love her to this day for that because Mm -hmm. there were some you know we went through rough teenage years if she never thought different of me through no. all the dumb decisions that I made, Mm-mm. she could have told you, Amanda, you ain't hanging out with Nat no more. But she never, no. not that I know of, she never no, did. She <laughs> you might have been sneaking and hanging no, out with me. <laughs> I promise she never did do that. But she she always did. And, and your dad, too. Your dad had a different kind of love for me than any of my other friends' dads. And I think he felt like a connection with me because mm-hmm. of some similarities that you right. and I had. Mm-hmm. And but I've always loved both of them. Molly and I constantly say like well, they just gave us the best childhood. And I'm not saying that we had the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like we got told no. Right. We had you know definite. It wasn't you like rules. you got whatever we wanted and we ruled the house. But the best childhood like. The pro- it, it makes me think a lot of it associates me to how you parent your girls. Yeah. Like how you have this land, you have the four-wheelers, you have lots of things for them to do. There never was a moment for me and Molly to sit around and be bored. 
Right. And it wasn't that they, like, my dad worked, I mean, three jobs at one point. And I know now the struggle that that is. Yes. But he always came home and, like, he never would turn me down if I had a softball game to play pitch with me in the front yard. Like, he never turned me down. And, like, mom always took us anywhere. And it wasn't like, we're not going tonight. Like, it was like, if we had somewhere to be, she was taking us. And it wasn't going to be like, I'm tired, so no. Right. And I just look up to that so much. And the Because there's so many people that now that I'm an adult see they didn't have the same childhood as mm-hmm. me. And had every reason to have that same childhood, right. you know. And I just appreciate it. So, yeah. I love watching your girls have so many things to do. Like, they just got horses out here. And I remember when I got a horse, they yeah. got the golf cart and the foiler. And me and Molly tore the wheels off our foiler. Like, right. you know, we just had the best, the same, you're giving your girls is what my parents did for me. Well, and I so had I love that. my mom to, she's probably the most influential person in my life too. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom mm-hmm. for a long time and I was too. And when I was a single mom, um, I'm gonna get emotional. You can cry. Um, <laughs> We've never cried on the podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate being a girl sometimes. <laughs> As a tear runs down my face. Um, but no, she just, like, I remember sometimes being, like, super scared mm-hmm. um, to be a young mom. And. Oh, <laughs> she would just set me down and say, you've got this. Mm-hmm. You have no other choice. Right. And this baby depends on you. And, and how special was it coming from a place that she's walked through it? She knew. You know, she knew like it would exactly. be super hard to mother you and not have went through that. Exactly. And she knew the feelings that I was having in the moment, too. She knew. She's never gave up on you. No. And never. I was at rock bottom, you know, at different points in my life, especially when I was a young mother and I was literally. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Why are you doing this? This is supposed to be fun. I know. Who put this freaking question on here? I don't know. We've lost. Okay, fail number one for me. I didn't. Um, once a story's gone off Instagram, it's gone. All right. So I screenshotted the questions, but it didn't give me who sent the questions because I just thought, oh, I can go back to this. Well, newsflash, you can't. Right. So whoever sent this question, thank you. You thank made you us made me cry. cry. Um, but anyways, no, my mom, she's just, she's been through it all. Um, and as I'm getting older, I'm seeing like, dang, Mm -hmm. like you really have superpowers because there's still sometimes that I may be going through a situation in my life now. And I'm like, what would, how would my mom handle this? Mm -hmm. Like that sounds so like babyish of me, but seriously, like in moments that I know I have to handle something very professionally or you know, take care of a situation. I am a very independent person mm-hmm. and I don't a lot of times like to say, Hey, how should I go about this? But my mom is that one person that I will go to and be like, Yeah. Come here and type this text message out for me. Right. <laughs> I feel like Christy would give anybody good advice. She is. She's awesome with it. And she comes from a humble place. And mm-hmm. that's what I like admire. Not a judgy place. No, I admire so much of her because like I wish she could sit down and write a book on her life Mm -hmm. because um, my mom was an OG. I know. You've said that before. She's got a good story to tell. She does. And so I respect her for that. We'll get Christy on the podcast. Yeah, she's got to come We need to get our moms on the podcast. It will be a good episode. Yeah. 
So, anyways, okay, can we go to the next question so I don't yeah. get any deeper? Did I ask you that or did you ask no, me that? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think I asked you that, so it's your turn. No, I asked you, the influential person, so it's your turn. That's what I just said. Oh, bro. Okay. Look, I, I'm so I twisted. <laughs> okay, let's go to something not sad. Um, Right there. Do that one. Okay. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Look at her. She asked me to ask her that. I know, Well, I know the answer to it, but it's going to sound very, like, okay. um, no like up in your face. But Get in my face. It's always been to never depend on a man. Okay. Do you um, know that was the last thing, one of the last things my dad told me? Really? Mm-hmm. He knew that, he knew that we were getting engaged, Bradley and I. We had already been engaged and he was going to get married. And he didn't say it necessarily towards... He loved Bradley. Like, I'm not meaning it like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the last things he told me was, like, I raised you both. God, you're going to make me cry. Sorry, you raised me. God. You know, he said, normal. I raised you both, both of you girls to be strong and independent and have a work ethic. And you should always be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. He always that. said, he, you know, he couldn't give me the advice that I feel like a dad would probably give on the wedding day, right. walking me down. And he knew he couldn't be there for me from there on out so i think the last thing that he just said was like i raised you to be strong and i raised you to be smart and you should always be able to take care of you mm-hmm. and that, that has walked with me well i know we've talked about doing a podcast on just featuring our dads because we, we're so in common with that yeah we have like two pretty cool stories behind our dads but <clears throat> my dad didn't necessarily give me this advice mm-hmm but he taught me this. Right. And it it was a weird relationship in a way. You know that. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. And so I kind of just grew up already knowing that I could never depend on anyone. And man, women, anybody. Yeah. Right. So, like, it already gave me, like, I remember being, like, young, like, five and six, knowing, oh, okay, well... He says he's coming, mm-hmm. but he's probably not. So Not putting a lot of faith in it. Yeah. So, so as a young child and being an adult now, like, I can, like, pinpoint different situations of where I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, I could never depend on anybody but myself. Uh, my mom, like I said, was a superwoman. So, she always had my back, but she also always taught me. Make your own decisions. Get up and go get it. Yeah. Like, if you want it, don't you ask nobody for it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be given to you. No, 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 no. And my mama has always been a business owner. And so growing up, I was always taught, get your hand in out here and work Mm -hmm. if you want something. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be some little spoiled brat and just have everything that you want. You're going to be humble and know I can get what I want, but it's because I put myself in the position to get what I want. Right. I've never been handed anything. Mm -hmm. If my mama was to randomly give me a gift of something... That's because she loves me. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she always taught me the difference like, of that. Like, she definitely, you had, a like, all the nice things. Heck yeah. But like you said, you still had, a, if you wanted it, you went and got it. Yeah. And but if, if she come to you and was like, hey, I got you this, or here's some new makeup. Yeah. Like, it was because she wanted to get and it And you'd be you. thankful for it, and mm-hmm. you'd be humble for it. You know? And right. so, that was, that's probably the biggest advice that has like stuck with me throughout my years, and like I catch myself now having two girls telling them the exact same thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. If if you want something nice, mm-hmm. just like Rara, she wanted these horses. 
I told her, okay, mommy will always get you what you want. I promise you, you will never go without. But if you want something super nice like that, mm-hmm. you got to work for some things. Right. Nothing's going to be handed to you. So that little baby got out here and did every chore that she could think of and saved enough money to buy her own saddle. Because mm-hmm. she knew yeah. my mama would get it for me if I really, you know, if I was in desperate need of it. But that was something that but she But you're not wanted. in desperate need of it. This was a big hey, want. Yeah. So, you know, and so I, I do find myself taking that advice and throwing it into my seeds mm-hmm. and going ahead and, it, you know, getting it in their heads of, okay, if this mm-hmm. is how, you know, if I want this, I got to get out and go do it. Right. Or whatever. So that, and I, I think that kind of goes along with every aspect in life. Yeah. So we'll go to the next one. Sure. Um, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Mm. I don't regret anything. Like I don't take, that's really hard for me to say what's my biggest failure. And I don't mean that to be like pat myself on the back. Like I've had a lot of times I've failed, but I've, I think one of my biggest things is I've always taken something that didn't work out for me. And try to flip it around as a positive. Like, well, you know what? That wasn't supposed to be my past. Mm-hmm. If that door closed, I jumped through a window. We worked it out. And so, I mean, of course, I have, I probably could have done so much better in college. Or I could have um, really tried harder in school to be something more than I am. But I don't, like, I think I've landed a really great job Heck yeah. on networking and being a people person and knowing how to talk to people. And I really pride myself in that where I may not have ever gotten to where I am right now had I all the doors open for me in college, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just really don't look at anything as a fail. As much as I hate to say that, I just always really tried to flip it around like, you know what, that just wasn't for me. I don't know. Is that bad? (laughs) No. I think my biggest failure, I can honestly say, is when I was younger, I thought I had to have everything in line, Mm -hmm. and I would be praying for something that was actually really sitting right in front of me, Mm -hmm. but I was too busy in the future of trying to figure everything else out, Mm -hmm. that I think I failed at... um, like really soaking in the moments when I had them. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I look at both of my children and I'm like, God, I literally blinked in your groan mm-hmm. because I think that I like in the stages of newborn, I was already thinking like, I'm ready for this stage. I can't wait for them to be two and, you know, saying little stuff. Mm-hmm. When all reality, I was really like missing out on what I was living in in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I really, I failed at that. And so now as a mature, more mature mother, I tend to um, be more cautious on living in the moment rather than like looking into like what two years holds down the road or right. what five years is. And more so just enjoy what I have right now. And I mm-hmm. need to quit worrying about what is to come because <clears throat> I've also learned if as long as I just pray about it and I sincerely I have like a really cool I've always said this a really cool relationship with God I feel like um 
I really talk to him. Mm-hmm. Like he's sitting beside me. Yeah. A lot of times. Like and, in just constant conversation. Yeah. And yeah. so I, that's kind of how my prayers go. And I'm always like, you know, I, I approach him as Heavenly Father, you know. But at the same sense, he is my best friend. And so I really sit and I'm like, okay, God. Mm-hmm. You know, help me with with soaking in the moments that I've got right now and, you know, help my mind to focus on what I have versus what I don't have or what I have versus what I'm going to have. Mm -hmm. And so I've I've just learned to do better at that over time. So I think I failed at it at a younger as a younger mom where now I'm learning to to take those in considerations and also. I think, because along with this question, it says, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? And then it says also your biggest biggest success. success. So uh, you always hear the saying, well, God um, gives his strongest soldiers the hardest battles. Mm -hmm. Or you hear God won't give you more than what you can handle. I don't believe that. I don't either. I, don't I I honestly and I this is where I feel like I have successfully understood life. If you can understand that yes, God is going to give you more, way more than what you as a human being Thank can handle. Know, yeah. Because when you are at rock bottom, I have been in this spot before. When you are at rock bottom, and you physically, mentally, emotionally, everything about your soul is tired and you don't think you can wake back up and do it again on another day, that is when you are at your lowest, you're already on your knees, mm-hmm. you're already crying. Mm-hmm. That's the moment that he's waiting on and he wants you to be like, okay, I surrender it. Right. Like, I cannot take this. And I know I cannot take it. He will take you down to the lowest of the low. We're having church in here. I know. I know. Praise Jesus. That's true. But he will. He will take you down to the lowest of the low, and then he will bring you back up, but with him. Yeah. Because you, as a human being, you can't do it. And I have, I'm a very get up, I can do it person. Like, don't tell me I can't, because I'm going to show you I can. Right. But that is one thing that I don't test God with, and I think Jesus knows that about me he designed me so he knows that about me mm-hmm. but i think he will push my limits wreck your he, world yes yeah. he will he will totally flip my world upside down just to get my my attention mm-hmm. anyone he, he'll snap his fingers and be like uh, uh, yeah get your head back over here because right. you thought right you thought you had it under control mm-hmm. and i am a control freak when it comes to my family my kids my household i want everything to be safe it's not safe unless you, you are totally giving it to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I feel like my success have comes in. Like, I honestly get it now. Mm-hmm. And I, I some days I have to reel myself back in. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, because I know right. God will take this and flip it. That's so true. So you take success with failure. Mm-hmm. You live and you learn. I but, love it. All right, go to the Good next word. one. Good word. Um. What item do you hope is obsolete in 20 years? What hope? What do you hope goes away in 20 years? Like, what the gonna... heck is obsolete? <laughs> obsolete. <laughs> what do you hope, like, doesn't exist in 20 years? Um, 
Well, I would say technology, but in a way, I, I have a love and hate relationship for technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's super cool that we're able to do a podcast and the right. whole world can hear it. Right. But at the same time, I hate technology because I have two young females who are one day going to grow up and think that they have to look a certain way because technology. Right. Like there's such a crippling side of social media. Yes. So I don't know. I just, you know, and I've been thinking about what you said you and Bradley do about like letting go of your phones and stuff Mm -hmm. for your new year's resolution. Like, I think I might even do it with the kids. Like, mm-hmm. no iPads. Oh, my God. They will freak Die. out. But, you know, like, the first day's hard, and then you're like, you know what? Like, I do not have to have this. Yeah. Because you can still call your friends, go outside, read a book. Like, I don't know. I, it was difficult, like, the concept, but the month that we did it, it does go by fast. Yeah. And then you get on there, and what's weird is the day that you are like, you know what, I can have it back. And you get on there, and you realize nobody missed you. Right. <laughs> Not a soul <laughs> cared that you did that. Nobody was like, you know, where did Amanda go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously, though. <laughs> no. You get on there, and life has just rolled on. People yeah. are still arguing on Facebook. People exactly. are still posting their dumb stuff on there, and no one cared. <laughs> nobody cared about you. And that's what that's I want to tell everybody out there that just feels... And now, now, I know when social media is your job. Like, I'm not... Like, I do hope that if we wasn't to post a podcast in a month that someone would ask us, like, what happened to you? Right. But just on the Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, like, those kind of things, I truly feel like if you was to just take a day, no one's going to be like, you know what? I didn't see her on there today. No. No. Because I don't no pay way. any attention if someone didn't post. I only look when they do. Mm-mm. That's funny. So it is funny. I mean, you really do just like, it's kind of humbling. You're like, oh crap, I really wasn't that important. Right. I'm looking over the list. Explain. Okay. So explain a typical day in your life. Okay. Elise sent in this question because I remember reading it. Okay. And she had said that she loves, which I do too. I love to watch, going back to social media, people taking me throughout their day. Okay. Um, See, I'm opposite. Like, you don't like watching people's stories and stuff? So, like, I will be like, bruh, I don't care. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do. I do like watching it. So, for me, I typically wake up around 5.45, 6 o'clock. I will either make a coffee or I'll plan to go get a coffee. Now, this is when I had a car. <laughs> we had a car accident this week, so I'm stuck. <laughs> the car is parked, and it's not going well for me. But... My morning will include just getting ready and a coffee of some sort. I go to work. I get off at 5. Um, I usually come home, cook dinner, hang out with Brad, and watch a show. That's really boring, but that's what goes on a day, a typical day in my life. I don't really have a typical day. None of your days look the same? No, they're all pretty chaotic. Um, well, I mean, our morning routine is usually the same, so mm-hmm. like... Um, I wake the kids up, get them both dressed, which is like pulling teeth. Oh, God, they're so dramatic. Um, hair, I try to do that before we go to bed, mm-hmm. at, not night before. But anyways, get them dressed, hair, bows, cute outfits, shoes, out the door the we go. The whole thing, uh-huh. Yeah, but trying to keep Nala out of the dirt to make it to the to vehicle the mm-hmm. is a very big struggle. What time do y'all get up? Um... 
I wake up at 6. Okay. You try to wake up before them? Yeah, I always try to get up and kind of, like, get their bags and stuff packed or, like, whatever we're taking for the day up and going. Or, like, a lot of times I have mail delivered here Mm -hmm. that I need to take to the salon, and I know if I don't do that first, I won't ever remember to take it. Mm -hmm. So, I do all of that, and then um, I get the kids to where they need to go. They both go um, pretty close to my salon. So, you know, it's like a drop, drop. Mm-hmm. I'm at the shop. I, I'm i usually the first one there at the salon. I always open it, get the candles going, turn mm-hmm. the radios and stuff on. And then I just have clients rolling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to keep my day at the salon pretty booked up. There's some random days that I'll have like a break throughout the day and I'll go do lunch with my kids or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like this past week, I did. 28 heads. I saw that on your Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was fun. Now, is that like haircuts, color, lashes, wax? That's all the... Th- or you don't... Or is like different people take care of different things at the salon now? Uh, Well, no. I've got um, a nail girl, Michelle mm-hmm. Stovall. She does our nails. And then she also does hair. Erin mm-hmm. um, Graham, she does um, facials mm-hmm. and hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather Adler, she does hair but she does a lot of different things like she does like brazilian blowouts and you know some of the more like chemical side Mm -hmm. of hair um and then i've got courtney um she does hair she does a lot of good men's cuts Mm -hmm. she's awesome at men's cuts and color too um jessica she does hair and microblading she Mm -hmm. does our eyebrow microblading um and then i do the hair and the lashes. Jessica does lashes as well. Um, and then I also do spray tans. And hair and lashes are my For main sure. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spray tans, you know, I just kind of pick up prom seasons and right. summer and stuff like that. So, but yeah, there's certain weeks that like on Friday night, I'm dead to the world. Right. Because I've been running. It, but my so kids, what's your off time or do you not have one? I really don't. You just work until you don't have a client anymore that yeah. day? Yeah. Um, like on certain days throughout the week, my kids have activities. So I have to stop at certain times. Mm-hmm. But I always have like one or two late nights and I'll be in there till right. 9 or 10 those mm-hmm. nights. So, I mean, my typical day just usually runs on like my clients. Mm-hmm. So I kind of run my life off of what they need done. Right. Um, but exciting stuff is coming for the salon. Yeah. Um, I put a little sneak peek out on my Instagram and my Snapchat today. I'm not making it Facebook official yet just because I've got some more ducks to get in a row. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be pretty fun and it's going to be a very um, good for the clientele. Mm-hmm. I'll be more available, I guess you could say. So... Uh, I'll do more details on that, like, once I get it all set in stone, but I'm pretty excited. And I love all my salon girls, so I'll have all of them included in some way on the expansion and stuff, so Mm -hmm. it's pretty fun. So, after the salon day, you get your girls, come back home? Uh, Yeah, I get my kids. And then it's family time? Well, it's just me and the kids home at night. Um, A lot of times, we go, like, hang out with friends, eat, and stuff like that. Because Demaris works nights. Yes. Yeah. So, um, that sucks. 
for him and the kids because they really don't see each other till Saturdays and right, Sundays. Right, the weekend. Yeah, but because our schedules are basically opposite. But we make it work, mm-hmm. and uh, me and the kids just make all of the decisions throughout the week, and then he comes <laughs> home on the weekends and be like, what have y'all been doing? <laughs> so The girls but, have fun. Yeah, but it's fun. We, um, nighttime is probably my favorite with my kids. Uh, we have a recliner that's a rocking chair, and they, when they start getting sleepy, they both will be like, Mom, can you go rock us? <laughs> and it's my favorite time of the night. I know, so, Nala's so sweet. That's how we, that's how we go to bed. We rock in the rocking chair. Yeah. So, my days are not on point ever. We've got one last question. And we didn't mean to save it for last. And I think we've kind of answered it with a lot of these questions already. Um, and we've also, we've had a whole podcast dedicated to mental health, actually. Um, but someone had asked advice for struggling mentally. And she had put on there that she was struggling really bad right now. Like herself? Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad, but a lot of people do. And I think the biggest thing is whenever you don't feel alone mm-hmm. in it, like everybody is going through really hard times. Like we had started this podcast and messed up. We started over like four times, like four times. And I had said in the very first outtake that I was really struggling this week. And I don't, I don't think that I struggle with anxiety and I'm not going to ever be fake about that. I never had anxiety. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it hasn't been a hard week for me. Like, everybody goes through that. Um, Where you're just not feeling your best. You're not feeling very happy. Life smacks you in the face. And it just seems like you can't catch a break from it. I feel like everybody pretty much had a little taste of that in 2020. And I mean, in my family, like, Bradley and I, like, got hit in the face a lot last year. And are still getting hit. physically and (laughs) like we had a whole car accident last week and my car is gonna have to be in the shop and we wasn't expecting a whole five thousand dollar car problem and you know I think everybody I just don't want anybody to ever feel alone in that and it makes me super sad when someone but not super sad in the same time when you open up because that's like take so much courage to say something and I think that shows volumes that you spoke out to us and wanted us to speak on it well, um, for my um, advice on that would be, um, well, a little background on me. I do struggle with anxiety, like mm-hmm. pretty freaking rough sometimes. Uh, I didn't even know what anxiety was. And then I, you know, ended up getting, going to therapy and stuff at one point in my life. And, and I just feel like that's such a great tool. Well, I was so embarrassed. But you shouldn't be. No, you know, no, like you people really be. shouldn't be. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I was so embarrassed to the point to where like people would be like, "Where are you going today?" And I'm like, "Oh, I have a meeting, bro. Whatever. I have a meeting to sit down and tell me I'm psychotic." Yeah, no, like, but I mean, not really though. I mean, I think everybody could probably benefit yeah. from getting their feelings out with a third party that doesn't know. That you. doesn't know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but. My advice, if you are struggling with any type of anxiety or depression or something like that, um, I am a huge, like, Jesus believer. Mm -hmm. And so, that was my out. And it's still my out. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm just getting better with it. Mm -hmm. Um, With dealing with certain situations, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And that alone gives me anxiety. Because before I even go into a situation, I know... Bro, I'm fixing to get pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but that is, 
an anxiety way of thinking. Right. And so I know that that's wrong. And I know it's like sometimes it's like that little angel and that little devil sitting on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And it's like the devil's like, oh, yeah, you know, go off. And he wins in that moment. A lot of times. Right. But then you got the angel over here that's like, Nat, now you know that's not how you really supposed to be acting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you've got morals and you know how to handle this situation. And so I do go back in between a lot of those things daily daily right like i can't even express to you all through the microphone daily um but if if praying is something that you do if it's not if it's not something that you do i truly highly recommend it Mm -hmm. um getting to know yourself spiritually and digging deep and learning your spiritual self right is huge Huge. You learn a lot about your soul. When you get to talking to Jesus, like really deep talks, you get to really know yourself. And so that's my advice is find yourself in a peaceful spot. Mm-hmm. Get you a little corner that that's that is specifically that's what it's for. And if it's people that's stressing you out, like find your people and find your group. Yes. And I know that I've spent a lot of time... Um, catering to friends who really didn't cater to me back Mm -hmm. and really didn't care yeah and i struggled with that to the point where why am i so worried if they're not worried Mm -hmm. that's a huge struggle of mine yeah and so i think think we're the same in that like we love deeply and it's Mm -hmm. always like but you can't expect you out of everyone yeah you can't and you know what you're you may not have been a good friend to them Exactly. And at some point, you have to just be like, it's time. And if there's people that are causing you stress or making you feel inadequate or you don't feel like you're in the same spot as them and you just can't, the comparison just eats you alive. Like, I've struggled with that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not in the same place as you and it hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and like, it's not their fault. But that's something internal that, that you I, knew yeah, you had to take care of. Right. And it like hurts me sometimes to be around certain people and like. If they don't know, I don't know. That's just something that I struggle with. And so I just love when I have friends that that I don't have to be that way around. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not hard. They don't make me feel that way. And so if you have friends that are just easy to be with and just love you and support you, I think that's really important to have somebody to open up to, you yes. know? And I can relate to you in that way a little bit. Um, and like I've said a hundred times, I love Jesus with everything inside of me. But I was the most judged when I was younger and in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts me to say that. But now, as an adult, I'm like, whoa, yeah. what was going on? Yeah. So. You just have to find where you fit. You do. You have to find where your group is. If it's a group, you may, may not, not be. be a group yeah. person. Right. I'm really not a group person. Right. I do well with a few friends. A few and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love people. Yeah. But I just take them in strides. Like, yes, it's not yes, like yes. I have to have all my people all the time. No, but I have my few that I'm very close to. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, well, I know growing up, you are trying to find yourself. You're trying to figure out who you are. Yeah. And I remember like what you were saying, like being hurt because like just being around certain people would make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, and it's not their fault. No. Like in no way did they know that I feel that way. Right. But I remember feeling that way in my youth group in some sorts. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my mom and being like, okay, look, this is going to be called anger management and I have to remove myself. Yeah. 
from this. And so I did. I took myself out of the youth group. Um, I still you took yourself out of God. You know, no, Jesus. no, 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 yeah. no, not by no means. But it really it made me learn my own relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. because when I wasn't going to those group outings and stuff like that, it made me learn like I still got to have that. Mm-hmm. So how was I going to do that mm-hmm. in a unique way by myself? So I can honestly say I'm really not a group person. Mm-hmm. I, I do better kind of alone, independent, right. doing stuff my on my own. So, but that's that's a huge thing for me too is like when i'm giving advice it's find you yes don't and find let... something that you like yes like if you're having a rough day go get you something that's going to give you a little boost like there's nothing wrong with catering to yourself no i told y'all my thing is going to the dollar store i'm having a bad day i want to go to the dollar store right, i can't relate <laughs> by myself <laughs> oh mom so, but i hope this podcast is always an out Yes. I hope we always are here to be uplifting and, and I'll tell you fun. this too. With us being two females and obviously we're like freaking crybabies because we both sat on here and cried tonight. <laughs> but if you ever have like something that you are personally struggling with and you need some advice but you don't want the world to know like who it came from. Right. You can send it in anonymous, anonymously. Anonymously. Anonymous. Okay. You can send it in that way. And like... We will never say names by no means, but no. like we can, you know, if, if we have related to that, sometimes mm-hmm. it just makes you feel good to know, like, exactly. That's what I meant at the beginning when, when I was saying like, I'm struggling and I don't have anxiety. Natalie does struggle with anxiety sometimes and she struggles like everybody struggles. Right. So to be able to hear like, we don't ever want to come on here and be like, we've had the perfect day. Because uh, we don't. Doesn't happen <laughs> And here. I mean, you have some good times, like, and everybody should share their best. But there's a lot of nights, like, even though my life is chaotic sometimes, like, I still go to bed and I'm like, whoo, my jaws are sore from laughing so hard today. Right, right. Like, you and just everybody should laugh. have that, too. You yeah. have to laugh at your situation. You've got to. And this, too, shall pass. Right. You're never going to stay in the same just season. Yeah. But seriously, if anybody has anything, like, personal that, you know, you want to, like, vent about in a way mm-hmm. and you know need some and you advice. want us and you want to hear us talk about it yeah. and you don't want to must to say who it come from or something just send it in just send it in give us the episode idea yeah. so anyways thank y'all so much for the questions yeah i hope we gave we'll you the answers that you were expecting or i don't know at least some fun answers right sorry that we cried we got oh, a little deep gosh we had church in here tonight <laughs> amen amen so so much fun tonight. Everybody go do your week. Be a boss blank chick. And say what you always say. What? Go be great. Go be great. We love y'all. We love you. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye.